You're listening to State of the Arts, a show about the arts, theater, creatives in and around the Philippines. Located in the beautiful Samsung Performing Arts Theater in Circuit Makati, Makati's Arts and Entertainment District, where something amazing is always on. On each episode, we invite industry leaders, arts practitioners, and audience members to talk about current events that shape and further the arts in the country. My name is Christopher. Together, let's talk art. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of State of the Arts. Our episode talks about one of the most crucial steps in every actor's journey, auditions. To help us give some light on what are the different intricacies involved in the audition process, we have at the show a seasoned actor that has been seen in some of the most exciting productions in the country. He is also an in-demand teacher, a dancer, a choreographer, and a TV and print commercial actor. One of only two local actors that were handpicked to join the very successful UK run of Here, Here Lies Love, we are very excited to have the talented Mr. Jim Ferrer. Welcome to the show, Jim. Hello, hello. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Chris. How are you guys? <laughs> How are you guys doing? Not too bad, yes. I'm Jim, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are things? Um, f- After one year from lockdown, it's... We're still there. We're we're kind of floating. We don't know what's happening in the theater industry in the Philippines, but everybody's uh, turning into online, online streaming, online um, shows, online recording. Everything's going online now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. I really appreciate you taking thank the you time also. to talk to me today. Yeah. What can we do? This is the only thing oh, that I'm, we can do I'm now. <laughs> Right, right. No, I was going to say I'm excited for our listeners to learn about you and your work. Why don't we start by briefly letting them know how you got into the profession you're currently in? Okay, so I started my performing career when I was six years old. Actually, um, I started dancing ballet first at Shirley Halili Cruz. So uh, my mom was was the support. Now, my mom's group before is called the Bayer. Bayanihan now, but before it was the CCP dance company. So basically, my half my half of my life is around the performing arts. My sister is uh, part of the Philippine Ballet Theater, and then my younger sister is uh, playing instruments. And I'm ako yun ipit sa gitna. So parang um, we got, but all of us, the three of us, went to dancing first, and then from there we segregated our lives. So I started dancing when I was six. And then I got bored. <laughs> and then I, I tried singing when I was eight. And I got bored again. And then I tried uh, acting when I was 12. And then I got bored. And then I focused in school and then went back to dancing when I was 16. And then at, at, at the age of 17, I told myself, why not try them all together? Singing, acting, and dancing. And there, welcome to musical theater. And then from that point, uh, luckily... My first audition was a professional one. And then from there up to now, uh, I have been doing professional shows. But when I was younger, I was into school plays already. Yeah, But of course, school plays is just, you know, uh, like an activity for me. It's not yet a professional career. But now I've been doing this straight. And then sure. uh, from time to time, uh, I go back to my roots. Like 
I go back to dancing again because, of course, I need to enhance my skills uh, in order for you not to to get cold. Right? You, not, you don't freeze your 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 performing um, what do you call this uh, techniques. So you you I take uh, yeah, yeah. I, I take dance classes. I take um, singing classes, acting classes from time to time, and then uh, the musical. Tapos I I fell in love with musical theater. Uh, when I was around, ano na, after the after the first one, yon nagdera dera chon nasa from sixteen, seventeen, eighteen up to now I'm thirty three years old, but I don't look like thirty three. Yeah, yeah. So I'm already around fifteen years in the musical theater industry. Oh, I see. Wow. So it's it's safe to say that um, the arts, uh, not specifically just theater. Uh, was something that was already around even from an early age. Uh, you yes. you came from an artistic family. It's it sounded like, and uh, everybody was into the arts, uh, whether that's dancing, singing, musical instruments, and your lineage are are all artists. So that's exciting. Yes. Um. What is it about musical theater that makes you excited to pursue it? Well, um, since I started dancing. I, I got bored because, mm-hmm. you know, you can act it out, but you can't say what, what you're saying. But like, for example, if you do a step, it doesn't, you don't, you, uh, what do they call this? You can't mean what you say when you're doing a step. So I think I fell in love with musical theater because it helps me explain what I feel for, for that performance. For example, if you're happy, you can sing it. If you're sad, you can sing it. And the storytelling yeah, all 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 the man are all the man art forms have a storytelling, but I think musical theater for me has the most clearest uh, storytelling of all. Because if in if for a human being, if you can't explain it through words, you you if the emotion is too much, you evolve into singing, and then after singing, if it's still too if it, the emotion is still too much, and then you evolve into dancing, and then pag, if if your emotion can't hold it, you you put it all together, you sing act and dance it in one song, and you know, it's the easiest form of enter not easiest, easiest to interpret because you use your, your body as your instrument. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes, I see. I, I mean, I, I get it and I completely understand. Do you still remember your very first professional role? <laughs> oh, yes. My very first... Uh, well, I can't consider it professional uh, because it's it's like a product of a workshop, but Semi-professional. My first, mm-hmm. like, so-so professional show was High School Musical Asia. We were the first to premiere the High School Musical, the Disney High School Musical, on stage here in Asia, mm-hmm. the Philippines. We're together with Zilla, Sam Concepcion and Chesco Ortega. But my very first professional musical theater show was Legally Blonde, also the first in Asia, with Nikki Hill under Atlantis nice. Productions. I see. Well, could you uh, tell us about some of your most memorable works here in the Philippines? What what, what works do you consider uh, really memorable, or those that stand out to you that you still cherish, or you still when you look back, you always have the fondest memories of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, there are a lot. Like each each showman has its own uh, memory, okay. but the memorable things that that the most memorable. Actually, all of them are memorable in in this in this uh, reason because since we we get rights from abroad to to show like Broadway musicals in the Philippines, 
we need to create our own version of it. So basically, it's not a copy of of the English version of the Broadway version. We need to make our own own version of it. So that's uh, the creative process that I like. It's original, not like um, if you buy the right, not not like if you go abroad, you need to copy the whole show. But I think the most um, memorable thing that I did here locally was uh, the show that we did before the lockdown. I, it was it was three shows. Um, what do you call patong patong in English? <laughs> it was three shows. Um, uh, all, all, all on top of yeah, other. simultaneously. So like, while I'm doing this show, I'm rehearsing for the other show. I'm I'm auditioning for the other show. It's the Angholing El Bimbo, Adarna, and uh, Joseph the Dreamer. Yeah, it's uh, three different companies from Resorts World to Atla- uh, Resorts World, and then Repertory Philippines, and then Trumpets. Yeah, that that were the most uh, unforgettable because um, that was the last show that we that I did before lockdown happened. So, and we're lucky. We were one of the lucky ones because. We finished our run. Mm-hmm. We were the few, the two of the lucky ones oh. that we finished our run yeah. before lockdown. Like we closed March 8th and it locked down on March 15, 2020. Right, right. And those are, uh, uh, those have um, extended runs, right? Yes, extended uh, runs. So those, um, right. Extended runs and original and it ones. went on for a while. Yes, and original ones. I see. Uh, because it's, it's more harder to do original shows because it's it, it's more harder but more fun to do it because you give life to the character to the show. It's the first time people will see it. You you will get to know if it will work or not. And then uh, what do you call this? The all the creators of those shows are Filipinos. It's it's locally it's locally locally made in a musical theater form. Right. Right. That sounds exciting. Well, you were busy. Good <laughs> for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, um, before we pivot into the topic we really um, have for this episode, which is auditions, I, I think our listeners would be very interested uh, for you to let them know or to tell them, how was your experience for Here Lies Love? Oh, going now. Let's go to international. Well, uh, this was one of the, like, most craziest experience in my life, of course, because number one, um, people tend to say that it's West End or it's Broadway. No, I, I always say it's it's National Theater. It's one of the, it's one of the biggest theater companies in the whole world that caters to like like uh, international artists like um, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, what do you call this? Mm-hmm. Eddie Redmayne. Even uh, what do you call uh, Spider Man? Who's Spider Man? Um, um, Tom Holland. Yes, Tom Holland. Yeah, this this is the company that 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 uh, trained them to to go where they are now. So, Here Lies Love is the the biggest break in my entire career. It happened in 2014. I was focusing on on my dance career back then. 2014, uh, I was doing uh, what do you call this. I'm a competitor in hip hop, and then there was this audition. It actually it's it's side by side with Miss Saigon auditions, and then uh, a friend of mine asked me, "Would you like to audition for Here Lies Love?" At first, I didn't like because nobody really knows what what 
what's the story about Three Lies Long? I don't even I didn't even know that it was a, a story about Imelda Marcos. And then all right, I, J- uh, so Chip, b- before I let you continue the rest of your story, yeah. Speaking of nobody really knows, uh, for for our listeners, can you just very quickly uh, tell us the gist of the story or the show? All right, so Three Lies Love is a story about Imelda Marcos with its love with her love interest with uh what's this Aquino and Marcos Nino so Boy? there's uh-huh. yeah there, yes Nino Aquino oh. and Freddie Mar- uh Ferdinand Marcos Freddie Marcos who's Freddie Marcos Ferdinand Marcos and Nino Aquino so it's a love triangle between them uh according to my well before I went in UK I researched with this I researched the storyline also my my history teacher in high school said there were anecdotes that there that really did happen that uh, Nino Aquino courted Imelda Marcos uh, during the time of of during their college days. Yeah, so it's about that love, and then uh, it's like to 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 summarize it fast forwardly. Uh, Here lies love is the story of Imelda Marcos, like Evita from Rags to Riches of Imelda Marcos. So how she went from uh, a lady in Tacloban. Going to the being the first lady of the Philippines, yeah. I see, I see. So, and then you were saying you didn't really want to um, try out for it just yes. because nobody knew what it was. Nobody knew it was. Okay. The music is weird. Yeah, the music is weird. And then it, it, it's by Fatboy Slim. Yes, right? it's by Fatboy Slim. Slim, <laughs> Slim. The music, the music is weird, but not bad. I mean. Musical, you know, musical uh, theater songs have this like grand, just like la la la, like like that. But this one is a disco. It's a it's the very first time I heard a disco uh, musical turned into a song. Like like how can you do a musical with this genre of song? And then um, it it mm-hmm. went it it came it went clearer when I went there. Oh, that's why because of the staging, because of the lights, because of everything. That's why it's it it was really nice and the nice thing about this we were fir- we were the first one in UK to do it because the first batch was in New York yeah mm-hmm. and it was successful right it was when we opened uh, September fourteen three days after it was already sold out up to the closing show because the the seats are really oh, limited wow. each. There's a standing room because it's a disco type stage where the audience are in a pit. Yeah, we are around the, the stages around, so the audience uh, go around also like where we where we perform, um, and then the stage mm-hmm. crosses. There's a lot of like mechanical uh, technical aspects of the show, the lights, the sounds, and then there's two floors. So when we open, I think we can only cater. 250 to 350 per show. And then we did 110 mm-hmm. shows. So from the opening up to the closing, we already sold out. And we we extended for a bit, but we can't extend because National Theatre has a season, season show. So there's, mm-hmm. there's another show happening after us already. And luckily, when we opened the show, we also uh, opened, reopened the theatre from... Cottlestow, we re, we we renamed the theater to Dorfman Theater. Yeah. Mm, mm. Oh, 
Is there, I think it's always an interesting thing to note or to understand, especially for our listeners in the Philippines. Is there any difference in how international audiences react to your performances when you were doing it in the UK as opposed to when you perform locally? Hmm. There's a lot of difference. Even when we staged uh, Here Less Love in UK, we, we tried to uh, edit some stuff because the UK audience is also different from the Broadway run. The Broadway run tends, the Broadway people tr- tends to party when they watch a show. Um, UK uh, audience tends to drink and just, you know, be be like, uh, I, I felt that they were like royals in, in while they're watching. They, even if it's disco, they, they don't participate, but they enjoy by just smiling, but they don't like react, clapping and stuff. But, I think for Filipinos, the, the difference between Filipinos and abroad, um, I think Filipinos are more judgmental in terms of when they watch because Filipinos are short, patient people. But it's it's hard to explain because it depends on the show also. Some shows are... You know, I've heard a lot about that, that uh, Filipino audience are very hard to please. <laughs> yes. Because I... Why, why do you think that is? I think they just want to see... Uh, a show that will make them happy. Yeah. Because uh, I remember when when I did um, El Bimbo, the first run in 2018, people got a lot, people, people got like, not even angry, but disappointed because it was the height of orig- original Filipino musicals and uh, people watch uh, Rock of Ages and then Rock of Ages is a comedy musical. So they were expecting that El Bimbo was supposed to be a comedy musical, but when they watched El Bimbo, it was a tragedy. So they were like, no, it's not nice because mm-hmm. so they I think they expect more even if they even if they don't read the you know the synopsis of the show yet. Yeah, but um right. it's right. it's nice training also for for us Philippine actors, uh that Filipinos are judgmental because if if we don't please them here, how can we please people abroad? But that's why, for me, it's like when I teach when I teach uh, my students, if you can't teach a younger student, how can you teach an older student? Because the patient of the two is different. Right, right. I hear you. Well, all right. So let's talk about additions. Um, what exactly is an audition or what is the audition process? Audition. How would you define that for non-theater goers or non-theater okay. artists rather? Audition process is really, really the start of the show process of the actors. Because basically before auditions, there'll be a lot of meetings. So that is one fourth of the whole, whole, whole project already. So basically, auditions happen after that meeting. So it's the start of our of If this again again, so auditions is the start where the actors will be casted to be in the show. So for me, auditions, I treat auditions like a workshop. You just you enter, you prepare your song, or like you prepare what's asked for the show, and then you do it in front of the pan. I call it panel of judges, but the 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 creative team of the show, and then normally it starts with mm. singing first, and then you get called back. You go to dancing if the, if some shows does have dancing, and then you get called back for for final casting for 
repairing for sometimes costume fitting if if it looks if it looks nice to you and then from there you will be casted in the show and that's just the start because um basically the whole the whole rehearsal period is is still an audition for you to to to, to what they call this um the whole the whole to, rehearse- to- uh-huh. Yeah, the to whole, get the your whole, prep for the show? Yes, to get your prep. Because some... I, I, I've had like experiences where you audition for this role and then it comes to rehearsal, you still change your characters. You still change your um, assigned roles to you. Hmm. Um... There were several uh, terms that you just mentioned just now. Um, so, what is a, a, is an audition different from a cattle call? Uh, locally or internationally? Because I, I I also heard cattle call. Ah, yeah. Basically, audition is the same as cattle call, but wait, wait. I can see. Maybe. Cattle Call is also an audition, but the thing is, Cattle Call is more of an open audition, meaning all kinds of form of human being that can sing or that can walk and talk can audition. Yeah, it's still it's still an audition. It's a it's an open audition to 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 say, but for for audition audition, some auditions because they have like private auditions, like people will going to be uh-huh. called. Yung, yung, they have uh they're known for their what they call this for their record already, uh, or they work with that company. They have an exclusive um, uh, auditions, and there there are also auditions that you are already casted, but you need you still need to audition for formality. <laughs> so there are three three, w- three ways to audition. Right. So a casting call um, is more like a cattle call. Yes, yes. An open casting call. Yeah. I see. I see. And you had mentioned too. So, uh, uh, in 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 a in an audition, there there could be three different things that you could be asked of. You, it, mm-hmm. it could be uh, a dancing audition or a singing audition or even like an acting or a monologue. Yes, audition. a monologue is audition. That, uh, accurate. Yes. 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 But the first, the, the really, really and first. Can... Uh huh. So the really, really first um, is somebody... part is singing. Yeah, someone is singing in the other room. Some, <laughs> Sorry for that. Somebody's auditioning on the other room. Yeah. <laughs> <No>, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> so the very, far, very first part of the audition is always singing. Not all. It depends on the gravity of the show. For example, when we started, I when, when I auditioned for Newsies, the first part is dancing first. So if if it's a song-heavy oh, musical or an acting-heavy musical, that is the thing that will go first because they want to put it down again to go to the next skill that they need. Right. So it's, it's show-dependent. So if it's, it's, it's a dance-heavy uh, show... I see, mm-hmm. I see. Well, is there um is there a big difference between how roles are cast for international productions as opposed to the ones that are done locally? Like say the ones that you had experienced for Here Lies Love, uh as opposed to any of the shows that you've done um here? Uh 
Yes, there's a really big difference. Because here, um, the directors tend to cast who they know, who they work with, or like if it came from a good theater company or came from a workshop. Or, or uh, now, it, we call this a crossover artist where celebrities tend to cross over going to theater. That's how they cast here in the Philippines. Abroad, it's, it's a different thing because, number one, you need an agent. That's, that's the hardest thing. Uh, the agent will not look for you, but you need to look for an agent so that they can present you to, to an audition. So, for example, me getting an agent and then looking. And then um, uh, uh, international auditions have this, have this peg already. So, if you're this tall and then you look like this, your voice is like this, you, you, you can only audition for this role. Yeah, not like in the Philippines, it's more mm. flexible. Like, oh, we can change this to like that. But in for uh one thing I remember when I was in UK, it, there was an audition for uh Rent, the musical. And then in the line itself, they start cutting people already. Cause oh, you don't look someone from the oh, show, wow. you're out already. Okay. I think they they're more look based so that people will will not have a hard time understanding who who the people will represent. When they when when they come to the show, right. So uh, it's important that they already look the part even before they open their mouths. I guess. Yes, they look the part. Mm-hmm. I see. So you, you when you talk about the difference between um, international and local uh, audition processes, um, is there one for you? Um, as a local theater actor that you prefer or you think is better than the other? I'm sorry again? Uh, do you do you prefer the process that um, international auditions do or you are used to how locally auditions are done already? Which one for you is uh, better? It has this... Um... Pros and cons. The local auditions is more more faster because when they start to audition, they tend to like do the show in two months' time. So audition and then in around maybe a month or so, you get to have your results already. And then if you pass, congratulations, you're you're onto the show. But international, even not international auditions. Uh, even here, uh, even here abroad, I he- even here in the Philippines, if they do like international show auditions like Miss Saigon, except for here, Leslie, it's a weird case. Um, they tend to have the audition for years. For example, Rachel Ango auditioned 2013 and then she flew 2014. A year of waiting and callbacks. And so, so I think it's, it's more pressuring if, if we do international, because you know, you you might be the one, but you're still waiting for for your, your what do you call this? In international, you are being uh, compared to to actors around the world. At least locally, you know your peers. You just know like uh, you know your friends if you're being typecasted for this kind of role, but. Internationally, you don't know who are you competing with. I see. Well, you you sort of kind of mentioned it earlier. Why do you think uh, auditions here in the Philippines 
tend to have a different connotation as opposed to other countries. Like it's more, it's not as formal as maybe um, internationally. Uh, why do you think that is? Hmm. It's not that it's not Is formal. it because there's a... Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yes, well, please. Um, it's not that it's not formal, but the process here is much faster. It's like uh, ah. you don't have time to grow because you don't have time to grow to know what you're auditioning for. Not like in abroad, if they see that you can, you you may be doing this part, they will call you back and call you back to do series and series and series of audition. Not like here, you only have around two chances, and then if you don't get it, you don't get it. <laughs> mm, mm, I see what you mean. Um, looking back um, at some of the additions that you've done, uh, can you still recall some of the more important lessons that you've learned from those numerous additions and that to this day you still carry or bring with you? Yes. Okay. Some some auditions are... I, I felt that some auditions I'll, I'll, I can make already the show, but... Um, it turns out that I am, I'm not, what do you call this? I'm not, it's not naman, parang hindi ako bagay sa show. I'm not pila, ano, what, what's bagay in it? Uh, You're not right, mas, right for the part. Yeah, I'm not right for the part. Even if you have the skill set, you're not, you don't look the part. That's why, that's, that's some of the, Things that, but what I carry for auditions is um, do your best because some auditions, even if you audition for a certain part of show, for example, you audition for show A. If you did, if you do your best, you may not be you may you may not pass show A, but some of the directors sees you for another see you for another show. So it's like a big a big networking thing. Like I audition for one show, but you're not you're not bagay for this show they can put you in another show. That's one thing that you always do your best. Always, number two is, always come prepared. Because you may not know. I have auditions that I need to do jump ropes. I have auditions that I, did, I need to do gymnastics. And, and, yeah, you just need to put your best foot forward. And always treat your audition, la- and always have fun during auditions because it's not yet the end. Because some people, if, they don't pass in one audition, they will they will get disheartened. Yeah. I see. Well, how is how important is it uh, for artists, whether they're students, um, pre-professionals, or even long time in season season ones, that they should always take the audition process seriously? I think this is almost connected to what you were just talking yeah. about earlier. Um. For me, audition process is uh, should be taken seriously, but 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 you need to have fun, because the number one thing that the the creative team team would like to see is if you can work under pressure, yeah. Because like it's like you're auditioning for a job, it's like your auditions is a job interview. There, um, they will they will they will look at they will see you uh, if you can sing in front of people of course because we're performing and then 
they will see if you can understand instructions well. Because when you enter the room, it's only you. And always remember that the, the judging panel is rooting for you to, to be part of the show. That's why, it, I, I mean, you already showed interest. So if you, if you take it seriously, they will take uh, credit for that. They will give you a point for that. And then it will just depend on how you would last the auditions. Because basically, no one, no one fails the audition. If if I'm not mistaken, if you're if you'll be part of an audition, you will not be like okay, you pass, you fail, you pass, you fail. You're all ranked accordingly. So if if you see a judging panel, you'll be ranked from maybe if you're three hundred one to three hundred, and you're lucky. What if, for example, one to one hundred people cannot cannot move on to the audition? They will look and look after and after the ranking. So basically, that's how I see auditions. I think they rank they rank it based from enough. So um even if if even if you're you're scared, you you just need to take a deep breath to to push on to your to auditions and then after that <laughs> It's really, really hard to do the first one. If I mean you you can go to to a lot of auditions, but if you pass one, it's really hard to maintain it also because you know you all actors go, all actors start from audition and then we get this kind of jittery feel that that actually we've been talking about this uh, two days ago that all of the actors hate the audition process. But the audition process is also a learning process because it's a free workshop where you learn to, to see the process of the show, the show that they're creating. And then you see people around that and how they prepare for it because it's really, really different because people came from different places i see i see well what do you say to um artists who are thinking of uh, starting their own artistic journey and are um, scared or are um afraid that um the audition process is going to be the most difficult challenge that they're gonna get Okay, to to all the people who want to audition, it will be scarier because, well, I, I'm 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 saying this now because after pandemic, everybody is back to zero slate. I don't me myself. I don't even know how to audition anymore because I've been you know uh, talking online, saying saying hi to my kids. But um, for people who want to audition, just just do your best. Don't get scared. Push your one. That's what my uh, workshop teacher always tell me that to push your one. If you really want to do it, go for it. Because you may not, you may not know. Uh, I have a friend who auditioned for sixteen times. I, I'm gonna name her Mickey Bradshaw, the the wife of um, Nyoi Volante. She auditioned seventeen times until she got her first first professional show, and she didn't give up. So you can try and try and try and try, and then. Learn it also that if if you didn't if you don't pass, enhance your skills, uh, attend workshops so you know the you know the people you'll be working around with. So attend workshops, take voice classes, take dance dance lessons. So it will be a lesser stress for you when you when you face the creative team in in your next audition. Cool. Well, um, Jim, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. But before I let you go. Um, I wanted us to do some rapid fire questions. Are you sure. up for it? 
Sure, no worries. All right. Okay, a morning or evening? Evening. Okay. What is one constant item on your pantry or your fridge? What do you mean concept? Uh, constant. A constant. Like, <laughs> what, what item is always there? Coffee. Coffee, I see. Uh, text or talk? Talk. Talk. A sport that you wish you excelled at? Swimming. Swimming. Nice. Your favorite holiday to celebrate? What's my favorite holiday to celebrate? New Year? <laughs> oh, yeah. New Year's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, in in theater, would would you rather be the lead or the villain? Villain. Ah, nice. Would you be the choreographer or the dancer? Eee, it's so hard. Wait. Can it be both? <laughs> okay, okay. That's, that's yes, yeah, fair. yeah. I know, I know uh, some shows that uh, that do both. <laughs> what other language you wish you know how to speak? Oh, Japanese. I see. Um, Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. What is your dream role? Before it was Billy Elliot, but now I'm I'm older. It's Beetlejuice. Oh, that's nice. Actor or actress that you hope to work with? Of course, Leia Salonga. Is there a favorite musical movie of yours? Favorite musical movie? So far, uh, up to now, it's Greatest Showman. I see. Well, since you're a dancer, is there a favorite dance movie? Dance movie. West Side Story. Oh, nice. Yes. Um... The um a current musical soundtrack on your playlist. Moulin Rouge the musical. Ah, yes. What is your go-to audition song? Corner of the Sky or Out There. Okay. Uh, are you a dog or a cat person? Dog person. Uh, first thing you do when you get up. I drink water. And the last thing you do before you go to sleep. I shower. Name an artist that have inspired you. Lea longer. Okay. Well, Jim, I think that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much Mm -hmm. for joining us. Yeah, (laughs) of course. Uh, It was great. And uh, we appreciate you letting us have a short glimpse of your everyday (laughs) professional life. Thank you so much, sir, Chris. Of course, for our listeners who are interested in asking some follow-up questions, please leave them in the comment section. We'll try to send this to Jim and get back to you. Thanks, Jim. And I hope we get to see you on the stage of... Samsung Performing Arts Theater real soon. I hope so. I hope so. We can go back on stage. And please pray for the Philippines, guys. I know this is... You We got, you guys can hear us from all over the world. Some people are already coming back in theaters. The Philippines, we'll see. We're hoping and praying that anytime soon after vaccines happen, we go back to theater as soon as possible. All right. We're all hoping and we can't wait. Thanks again, Jim. Thank you also. Thank you also, Chris. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite channels. State of the Arts is a weekly podcast and is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. We're also on Facebook and Twitter with the handle at stateoftheartsph. Share with your friends, family, and fellow arts aficionados and help us get the word out. For the latest news, including upcoming events and important happenings at the Samsung Performing Arts Theater, Visit their website at samsungperformingartstheater.com or follow the theater's official social media channels with the handle at CPATOfficial. You may also visit our sponsor affiliate pages, Circuit Makati and Make It Makati. Thank you for joining me today. Till next time.